Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 107 OK Computer, the Clockmaker. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Lexi's table in the Levitating Platter. Welcome to another exciting episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests, the best unofficial Dungeons & Dragons podcast in my humbly biased opinion. I've got a very special guest this week, but before we get to my guest, you know I gotta do my first ad read for Plus One EXP. Tony Vicinda is the mastermind behind this mastercraft of beard balms, game design, and community building. He's got all the beard balms named after all of the basic stats from Dungeons & Dragons. So get a can, apply it to your face, smell the sweet aroma and the sweet victory that comes along with increased strength, dexterity, charisma, and more. Beards of Beyond is the indie RPG that helped to launch this brand, but Tony has collaborated and developed several other projects, including Repugnant, Eye Toaster, Down We Go, Through the Void, Vamp, Nugula, and Brand Standing. If you support Plus One EXP, either by buying something on their website, going to tonyplus1.itch.io, it all helps funnel into the Plus One Forward program, which seeks to support additional indie tabletop content creators to continue making awesome stuff. So I would highly encourage you to follow Tony and Plus One EXP on all of the socials, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, as well as Discord, in order to keep up with all the various projects that are being worked on as well as upcoming interviews, one-shots, and actual plays of some of these other amazing games. If you don't mind, when you go to the website plus1exp.com and you see that affiliate code box, type in the word Randolph when you're buying a Beard Balm or a Beard RPG in order to get some savings on your purchase at no extra cost to you. Again, that code is Randolph at checkout on the website plus1exp.com. Well, it has been a while since I have personally interviewed this guest, but she is very near and dear to my heart, so without further ado, hello, mystery contestant. Would you care to introduce yourself? Tell us who it is that you are and what is it that you do? Hi, I'm Lexi. And uh, you're in school. That's what you do, right? So you just learn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Lexi is my niece, and many moons ago when I had my previous podcast, I interviewed her then. So she does have some prior podcast experience, which is nice which makes her a good guest. And so as we continue along with our questions, do you currently or have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons before? Yes. Yeah, didn't we just finish up a game? Yeah. Yeah, do you remember what it was called and what it was about? I don't remember what it was called, but we beat characters, like villains. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a little 
kids version of Dungeons and Dragons called Heroes of Eucid, I believe it was. So they had pre-generated characters and the idea was that they were like kids in training and they had to fight four different monsters. You were the magic user character, weren't you? The elf? Yes, I was. Ah, okay. And then a couple of them went down, uh, but thankfully Loomis, the little NPC trainer guy, would give you health potions to get you back up to full health. So it was all in good fun. So awesome. Well, this podcast that I do now is about Dungeons and Dragons, and we like to ask about sidekicks and side quests. So that means like the side characters or the non-player characters in the game. So the first question I like to ask is, who is your favorite NPC, a non-player character? Or maybe they're a sidekick character, whether they're from a role-playing game, maybe they're from a video game, or if not, maybe it's a favorite sidekick character from a movie or a television show or something like that and why is this character your favorite sidekick or favorite non-player character well i'm not really sure but i do have a book i'm working on okay i have a favorite like side character thing yeah who's the character from the book daisy is her name oh daisy yeah and she like it's kind of like magical stuff about magic school and stuff and she, I don't really know how to explain it, but yeah. Is this a book that you're reading for school? Or I'm writing it. Oh, you're writing a book. Okay, so yeah. Daisy's the side character in your book of the main hero. Daisy is the younger sister of her big sister, which is a huge like wizard in her school. Okay. And she's trying to beat her expectations. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Working on your first novel. So there we go. And then the other side of the coin is side quests, so like an adventure, like a side adventure. So what's been one of your favorite side quests, either from a role-playing game, maybe a video game, or a B-plot in a movie, or a television show, or from a book? And why is this little side adventure your favorite? Um, again, hard question. Sure. sure. I mean, uh, I know when people have gotten stumped, I've gotten answers such as when Marlin and... Dory in the first Finding Nemo movie just take that time to go bouncing and playing in the jellyfish like that was used as an example so something like that it doesn't have to be like an adventure it could just be like a really nice small moment where we get to learn something about a character or something about the world okay well one of the first books I did write Mm -hmm. for class I made like a little side part for it so their big adventure was to get out of this, like, house that was all haunted and stuff. Okay. And I made a part where they all got separated, like, a little side part where they got separated and all had to find a way back to each other. Okay, so the side quest was in this story that you wrote about a group of kids trapped in a haunted house. They all got separated, and so then you wrote little mini stories about what each of the characters did while they were separated before they all got back together? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Was there anything interesting that happened to each or a particular person um, in that story? Well, there were like five people. They were like 14 years old, all of them, on Halloween night. Okay. And they went to the haunted house. And I made all of them. They got stuck in it. And I made them all have to face all of their fears. Oh, okay. So each of the characters uh, had to face uh, one of their fears that they had. Yes. Okay, that's cool. And then the final question that we ask to round out the personal interview section is, what are you passionate about and why? Um, probably my like tumbling and shared career right now. That's one of my most passionate things. And Didn't my... you guys just win an award or something? Yeah, we won two state things. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you worked really hard at that. I had to miss it. I'm sorry because I was at work, but yeah. I, I saw all the pictures and stuff afterwards, so it looked like all your hard work had paid off. Yeah, it did. Made it again this year. But another thing I'm passionate about is my drawing and my little business I have. Oh, you have a business too? Mm-hmm. You got a side hustle I don't know about? Uh, Yeah, kind of. I make stickers, drawings, bracelets, jewelry, that kind of stuff. Oh, do you do this online with your parents' permission? Uh, no, me and my friend, we do it, and we have a business, which, because our names are alike, so we just kind of put that in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. And you just make them for, like, your friends and stuff like that? Uh, well, we sell them, like, at games, and then, like, usually whenever we hang out, we go to different places and stuff, so we go there and just sell them. But sometimes, one, we've been planning on putting, like, an Etsy shop or something. Ooh, yeah, you know, you'll definitely need parents' help to, yeah. to put that up together. But that, that, that sounds like fun, you know, learning, enterprising trade. All right, well, we've learned so much about Lexi that I think it's time we head into the next segment that I like to call NPC Creation. NPC Creation is brought to you by you, the podcast audience, and our patrons from Patreon. So now is the time of the show where we give a shout out to our comfortable patrons and above with a loud hurrah. So to you, Katie Downey, aka Goblin Katie, Anse Jablinski, and my mom and dad, we say cheers. Again, this is for patrons who donate $2 or more a month. All of these folks are among my wealthy level of Patreon support. So that means that they're able to introduce an element of chance to our random tables which we might get to use here today. So if you want to learn more and join our awesome podcast Patreon community, check out the show notes below. Go to the podcast website or just go directly to patreon.com forward slash sidekicks and sidequests to find out more about our four tiers, one, two, four, ten dollars $10 a month, and help us expand our operations at the Levitating Platter in this demiplane and worlds beyond. All right, so before we hit the record button, explaining to you on the show we like to make up characters and you know we can either do that where you have an idea or you can use the dice that you got this weekend and you can kind of like randomly generate a character and you said that you wanted to do a mixture of both you had an idea of a character ancestry but everything else you wanted to just roll the dice and figure it out randomly correct yes okay and remind me again you said that this character would be an elf of some kind yeah because my ears and stuff okay and do you have a preference of what kind of elf? Because uh, there's a bunch of different kinds of elves. I'm not positive, actually. Okay, well, if you want to roll for a random kind of elf, I can find that out, and then we can determine that when it gets to there. Because maybe as we're answering some of the questions, that might give you an idea of like what kind of elf they are. So we begin the process by determining a character name. And so if you want to get your D20 out, you can roll that, and then we will see what is going to be the name of our character today. Okay, roll. Yeah. 20. Ooh, 20. Well, your name was suggested by my previous guest, Beth May. Your elf's name is going to be OK Computer. OK. All right. I love that. So next is the question of the ancestry. So since we know that you're interested in an elf, with the name of OK Computer, does that already kind of give you an idea of, like, what sort of elf you wanted to be? Um, What kind of elf? So we have sun elves, moon elves, wood elves, sea elves, sky elves, shadow elves, drow, which are 
dark underdark elves and then astral elves and then we also have what are called eladrin and those are elves that specifically live in the fairy fey wild realm and there's also a half variation i guess if you wanted to be half elf half something else but otherwise i think you just said like just 100 percent elf correct um because i'm kind of liking the what the aldruin the which one astral yeah Okay, so an astral elf that's named OK Computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, that's cool. I like it. All right, and now we have to determine what is the job or role in society for OK Computer, the astral elf. Now you get to get one of your 10 sided dice and give that a roll. That is a D8. My bad. She has a dice bag uh, filled with the dice that she just got, so she is digging through them to find them all. That is a D12. Yeah, it is. <laughs> D12s look like soccer balls. D10s kind of look like they're squished. Like they look like a spinning top and they're squished. Yeah, that's a D10. There okay. you go. We, okay. we found one. Okay. Nope, got to be in the tray. <laughs> oh, 10. Okay. So, okay, computer, your suggestion provided by previous guest Matthew J. Hansen is a watchmaker or a clock maker. Ooh, I like that. Okay. And then the next thing we get to roll for is the age range of the character. So if you get your D8, we can figure out like kind of like a rough idea of how old OK Computer, the Astral Elf, Watchmaker, Clockmaker is. Yep, that is the D8. Got it. I love this one. Three. Three would be young adult. Hey. Okay. So now that we kind of have these ideas in mind, we have a question here of, Describe the physical appearance. So when you think of OK Computer, Astral Elf, Clockmaker, Watchmaker, Young Adult, what do you visually picture? I kind of feel like she would have like, oh, I kind of think she would have like a cut skirt with like clocks and belts around it. Okay. That would be cute. And like maybe goggles. Okay, goggles on the head. Okay. Yeah. Um, Like not science goggles, but like the round ones, you know? Uh, so not science goggles like steampunk? Yes, those. Okay, and so she has steampunk goggles, and she has a belt that's full of different clocks and watches. With, like, maybe a cut skirt. Okay. I feel like that would look good with, like... Cut skirt, leggings, uh, any any kind of particular shirt or rings or jewelry or uh, makeup or... No makeup, really. No makeup, no okay. Makeup. Um, for the for boots, I would prefer. Okay, she's in boots. And I think she should have like magical, like magical jewelry, magical jewelry with like different gems. And okay, different gems and crystals in the jewelry. Okay, and probably no particular skirt, uh, shirt. Jewelry. Just like a normal, like a normal shirt. Yeah, probably. Okay, anything with her eyes or skin coloration. There's a podcast character on the show. When we get to the next segment, his name is Orion, and he's an astral elf wizard, and so. When I've described him on the show, when I describe his eyes, it looks like there's like a solar system in each of his eyes. Ooh. So I didn't know if that gave you ideas of like, does he just have like normal human eyes or does he have like some kind of like celestial space sort of eyes or something? Or she, I should say, okay, computer. Yeah. Um, I think she should, like for the skin, I want it to be like a very light pale. Like pale? Pale. Pale like, skin? Almost like a vampire. Almost like a vampire, but not a vampire. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I just like that. But okay. for the eyes, I feel like a base, like very, very, very light blue would be pretty. With 
Maybe. like solid or just like normal eyes, but it's like a very light blue. Very light blue with like maybe brown speckles. Okay. And so they look like human eyes, but it's yes. like light brown, light blue with like brown speckles. And maybe even star pupils would be cute. Ooh, star pupils. Okay, that's a new one I haven't heard. That's pretty cool. And then what about hair color? Hair color. Um, I think, hmm, like a going with the eyes and again. Mm -hmm. With the blue, I think like a darker blue would be pretty. Okay, dark blue hair. That color. Okay, yeah, so like a pretty like navy blue sort of a yes. color. Okay, and then is she pretty short, pretty tall? Um, maybe around my height, more, but a little bit taller. <laughs> okay, so that's what like five five, maybe like five two. Five two. Yeah, because I'm four eleven. Okay, five two. All right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, five two. All right perfectly good all right and do you think that that's a pretty good physical description of the character yeah i like her so okay far. all right well now here's where you get to put your vocabulary skills to the test oh, no. describe okay computer with three adjectives what three adjectives would you use okay um i would say she can get into moods like moody moody okay happy like very happy and cheerful maybe like cheer so she's moody and then she's cheerful yeah like, she's just a ball of emotions, basically. And I would say she is, hmm, how do I put this? I would say she's very, like, she doesn't care what people say, maybe. Like, very confident and spiritual. Okay, confident. So, so we said moody, which tends to be cheerful. And then she's confident, and then she's also spiritual? Yes. Okay. So she makes no sense. She's okay. just a mess. <laughs> okay, moody, she's confident, and she's spiritual. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we get to go back to rolling some dice. Okay. So we always like our NPCs to have something cool on their person. So what is a valuable item, a piece of lore, a secret, or an ideal or concept that OK Computer ascribes to? So this is a combination. So you get to roll the D4 which looks like the worst triangular Lego you could ever step on. You roll that one first, and then you roll like a regular D6 after it. Okay. So that's a one. So that's going to be a valuable item. Valuable item. And now roll D6. D6. Which is... Like a regular dice. Oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> Three. Three. Well, your answer was provided by our Patreon supporter, Goblin Katie. So, OK Computer has a map that leads to a dragon's horde. The dragon was spared by your grandfather and is friendly to your family. So what does this mean? How does this factor into OK Computer's story? I think maybe he, the dragon or whatever it was, like, had something to do with the clocks. A uh, reverse time thing. So the dragon could reverse time? Yeah, and it messed up with all of her stuff. I don't know, really. Just kind of faking. Okay, so the dragon was spared by OK Computer's grandfather. Yes. And is friendly to your family. So I know with, since you're an astral elf, are we imagining that she lives in the astral sea? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. so she lives in one of the many communities that dots the astral sea. So it sounds like maybe an astral dragon of some kind a dragon that lives out there in the astral sea was spared by your grandfather was your grandfather an adventurer yes 
okay. And then because your grandfather, the adventurer, and this astral dragon struck up a friendship, I guess the dragon was just left a map to like help your grandfather out. I mean, because do you think this astral dragon is particularly friendly to share his treasure or is just like, hey, if you ever need to find me, this is where I live kind of a thing? I think he's like the, hey, if you ever need me, you know where to find me kind of guy. Okay. And then that's why there's a map. Yeah. Okay. And then is uh, OK Computer's grandfather still alive? No. Okay. So grandfather passed on. What about OK Computer's parents? Um, I would say her dad survived. Her mom was eaten by a dragon. Okay, so a different dragon. So, okay, Computer's parents also became adventurers. The mom huh? got eaten by uh, okay, Computer's worst enemy's dragon. Oh, okay. So a rival dragon who wants to steal the first dragon's treasure, you know, because they were guarding the secret or whatever. And so then that's okay, Computer's mom got eaten, and then dad, okay, Computer's dad is still alive. Yes. And OK Computer, interestingly, has not wanted to become an adventurer, is just more interested in clock and watchmaking. Um, a bit of both. Oh, she, a bit like, of both. Yeah, like she's a traveling one. Like she travels. Okay. But then she also uses her, like she makes the watches and clocks and stuff to where they have, they can have weapons. Oh, like there's weapons out of the clocks and watches and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like one of them, you can use it. You know the show Miraculous Ladybug? I don't know you that don't. one. Oh, well, so there's a superhero. He has like a yo-yo that she can whip around and hit people with. Okay. So that's kind of what one of the clocks are. So one of the clocks is like a, a yo-yo weapon. Yeah. And it hurts because it's a clock. Clocks are painful. Sure, yeah. No, clocks are definitely painful. Okay, so it sounds like a bit of an artificer then in a way, but focuses mostly on making clocks and watches, but also uses, is like a magical engineer and builds all these gadgets and stuff. Yeah. And weapons. Okay. All right. Cool. So we're learning. We're learning some more about the character. Okay. And travels around. So does she travel with her dad and stuff um, like that or not? No. Her father. I'm saying this. Her father is getting sicker and sicker. Okay. So he's he can't travel anymore mm. or anything. And she usually makes money so she can pay for treatments. Okay. From selling clocks. Okay, so from selling the clocks and the watches and stuff like that is able to afford the continuing treatment of her father, who can't necessarily, you know, keep all the other enemy dragons at bay. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. All right, well, then comes the question of the side quest. So this, you can still randomly generate it if you want by rolling the D12, which is the last one, or if you have a pretty good idea of what you think a side quest would be, you could kind of say what that is. I think a good one would be, like, her trying to track down her greatest enemy. Oh, oh, him. the dragon who killed her mom. The um, yes. Okay, of. so like she the wants you to find of them. The, like the owners of the dragon. Okay, so okay, computer is giving you a side quest to find the other humanoids that are allied with the dragon that killed her mom. Yes, indeed. Okay, and then what would this accomplish as far as finding them? Like, what would be the reason why she would need you to find the humans or the astral elves or whoever is allied with this other dragon? What would be the purpose in doing that? Well, also, the main thing she wants is revenge for her mother. Okay. Hmm. I mean, it could explain the moodiness, I suppose. Yeah, and I think that's the main reason. 
okay, because she's just <laughs> moody and she she wants to get revenge. She wants to you know have this closure, I guess, for the death of her mom. Then it sounds like yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So the side quest is all right to find the group of people that are allied with the dragon that killed OK Computer's mom, which I guess begins a larger side narrative of. I guess, hunting down this other dragon then. Okay, so what is the reward? So does that it just does it just lead to a further story quest line where, okay, you're systematically taking out all the support and stuff like this for the other dragon, and then eventually you can fight this other dragon and then get their treasure? Or is it just purely at the surface level, like, I just need these other people taken out or something? I think I should give him a little word for it, since that was my mother. <laughs> but um, I would give them treasure from my, like, the dragon. That... Oh, so you're the dragon that you have the map to, that is good and friendly with your family, is just willing to, like, give treasure out and stuff like that? Well, I'd be like, I would say the dragon that I have the map to was also hurt by the evil dragon that killed her mother. Okay. So she would give it to them because they killed the evil people, like the dragon that hurt her and the parents because she was close to the mom. That was her dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the mom's dragon that she has the map to. Right. That I mean, originally it was with the grandfather. Yes. Right. Okay, so then the grandfather had a daughter. Yes. And then, and then the daughter had another daughter. Yeah. Your dad married into the family then? Yes, he did. Okay. I'm just trying to get this all pieced together and understand. <laughs> okay, so the reward for the quest is you get like some kind of financial reward from the treasure hoard of the dragon that's allied uh, with your family because your dragon is cool and isn't um, insanely greedy or something like that. Okay. Yes. All right, and then does that lead on to further adventures as far as ultimately taking down the other dragon that hurt this dragon and killed your mom and stuff like that i don't think so i don't think maybe 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 it's one of those cliffhanger things oh it's a cliffhanger (laughs) thing okay well dungeon masters can decide if that leads to a further plot of hunting down another rival dragon or not okay kind of like stranger things leave cliffhangers all the time (laughs) okay all right but now we have to consider the opposite what's going to be the consequence of failure or Okay, computer asks adventurer characters to help her out with this, and they say no. What's going to be the consequence of saying no, or just failing in taking out the rival dragon's humanoid ally support? Well, she won't like. Even though she's moody and everything, she she'll be upset, but she won't break her really promise that she made. If they did do it, she wouldn't break that. I think they would give them another chance, maybe. Okay, so she's willing to, like, you know, if they come back and then they say, okay, we'll try it now for real, then she'll let them still do it? Yes, she's a very forgiving person. Okay, but then what about if they fail? Like, they go after the group and then they don't, you know, they escape or something like that. That would be the same thing, like, oh, okay, I guess we just have to hunt them down and get them next time yeah, kind of a I thing. Yeah, and I think maybe next time she would give them some kind of, like, power-up. Oh, okay, so something to actually help them to get the job done. Yes. Okay, because she believes that the the heroes can handle it on their own on the first time. Yes. And then if they fail, it's like, okay, well, now you actually need some help. Okay. 
if they're mean to her, if they refuse, what if they work? What if they decide to ally for the other dragon? And then they find her. Like, what's going to be the consequence of that? Does that mean she's going to attack the party? Because, like, oh, you work for this other dragon. And that other dragon is my sworn enemy of my family and stuff. And now that means I have to attack you. Um, I think she would mainly just take the powers away that she gave them. And, like, if she did give them extra power oh, okay so if they go after him and the people join the other side and instead of staying with you she revokes anything she's given them and stuff yeah. yeah and i think something she would like she wouldn't try to kill but she would try to do damage because you know her whole backstory and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. all right well we've learned so much about okay computer that i think it's time we go into a random encounter Yep, so this segment of the show doesn't have a sponsor right now, so I'll have to go back and check the notes, and if I have to cut and splice, edit something in here, then I will. But otherwise, if you have something that you'd like for me to promote or share out there with the community, be sure to send me an email to sidekicksandsidequests at gmail.com, so that way I can read the proposal and then see about getting your Kickstarter, your product, your whatever it is, read on an episode of this podcast so i hope to hear from some rich noble woman or eccentric lord soon okay so random encounter what that means is we get to do like a little bit of a role play we get to pretend to be the character so you get to be okay computer yes But, but the question is who should i be in the scene am i going to be okay computer's dad am i going to be the astral dragon or am i going to be one of my podcast adventurer characters that's gonna like get the mission to go find these other people uh the last one so i need to be an adventurer character okay so now i need to go through the whole list of characters that i could be so (laughs) there's duncan who's the recklessly brave adventurer for hire he's happy go lucky optimistic kind of a guy we've got sonia She's the warrior woman who started off as a barbarian and then became a paladin of a god who redeems the undead. We have Korak, who's the lawful, evil, arcane, trickster, roguish dwarf. Maybe not. We have uh, Chrisley, who's the herbalist, botanist, wood elf, druid, who then became a cleric for the living memory. We have Orion, who is the astral elf illusionist wizard. And then we have Agape, who is our tiefling wild magic sorcerer. Or if none of those characters sound interesting, we can make up someone completely new. Um, you can choose. Oh, I can choose? You choose. Let's mix it up a bit. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I listed off six characters, so why don't you roll a d6? Okay, so that sounds like it would be Agape. Well, where we last left Agape, she was in the Feywild, and she was working to get someone to take over Spruce, the bureaucrat's position. And so we'll say that she was successful in that mission. She managed to find someone particularly mean and nefarious to get tricked into being stuck in that bureaucrat role. And as she is going about her adventures, she gets into a scuffle and she starts casting magic. And because she is a wild magic sorcerer, 
with like a kind of a Feywild flavoring, she has a wild magic surge. And what ends up happening is she instantly gets transported to the Astral Sea. And where is OK Computer right now? In like the area that she lives. Okay. Like near the in the dragon's area. So she's in the dragon's horde and stuff like that, in the dragon's tomb where the dragon's resting and stuff? Yes. Okay, well all of a sudden, in the middle of whatever okay computer was talking about with the dragon, you hear like a blip and a pop, and all of a sudden you see this pale lilac purple colored tiefling appear wearing like leathers and stuff like that, and she looks around and she goes like fiddlesticks not again (laughs) and she looks around and she's like she sees well she sees okay computer and then she sees a huge dragon and she's just kind of like she holds up her hands in panic and she's like ah i promise i promise i'm not here to hurt you don't hurt me don't hurt me how does okay computer respond um she's like i won't don't worry and then she's like trying to be like calm her down maybe and like (sighs) friends uh, like, be like, <laughs> okay, that that is a big that is a big dragon. How? Why? Why are we still alive? What? Why? What? What is going on? She's looking confused between the the dragon and OK Computer. Uh, well, it's basically part of my family. He's or she uh, has like done lots for my family and stuff. We have connections. Oh. Agape will roll a, she's looking at the dragon and she'll roll a medicine check and we'll say she does pretty well. And she's like, oh, well, ooh, ooh, he looks, she, she looks, ooh, she looks pretty, she looks pretty hurt. Is everything okay? Like what happens? Well, my sworn enemy, dragon, they ordered their dragon to come and hurt my family, but the dragon is very she's very protective and mm. she protected us except for my dear mother oh i'm sorry to hear that that sounds awful yeah it was well well my name's agape i don't know the thing with wild magic is when it goes off it just does something random and i'm not in control of it so it seems like for the time being i'm kind of stuck here so is there i don't know is there something that i can help you with maybe Gives me an opportunity to try some magic and maybe it'll get me back home. I don't know. I may have to find another way to get back home. But is there, I mean, is there something that I can do so that you can help me get back home? Uh, well, yes. I have a quest for you. Oh, really? A quest? How convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? you may have to do a little training first, but. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how this sounds. You go to my sworn enemy's house, castle, building thing, and. You fight them and try to end them. Oh. You, and if you fail, you come back. We'll train more and I'll give you some special powers and see if you defeat them. And you can't give those to me now? No. I have to trust you first. Mm, good point. Good point. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, maybe maybe these rivals of yours, maybe they have some good loot or something like that that might help me be able to get back home. So it's a pretty good, I don't know, it's a pretty good gamble. Okay. All right. So then Agape will extend her hand in a handshake as if, you know, she's like signing a deal. All right. And she'll say, my name's Agape, by the way. Okay. My name's Okay Computer. She looks at you very puzzled. She's like, (laughs) that is, well, granted, far be it from me to be making judgments on people's 
names. I mean, but how do you get a name like OK Computer? Um, I don't really know. My family's kind of quirky. Hmm. And what's the dragon's name? What is her Austria. name? Austria. Austria? Aquastria. Aquastria. Yes. Wow. And then the dragon like kind of like gives like a deep bow. It's like, ah, okay. Yeah. All right, then. So then Agape will get all the details she needs from Aquastria and from OK Computer in order to be able to undertake this mission and see about helping the family get revenge for the fallen mother. And scene. So there we go. We did it. So what did you think getting to play D&D in kind of a more grown-up way as opposed to the way we kind of played a little bit earlier today? Um, I enjoyed it more. <laughs> yeah, getting to be a character and like actually not me just kind of like giving you a character that was already printed out on paper. It was like yeah. one that you got to build. Yes. So it's more fun doing it that way. Yeah, it was. Okay. Do you imagine that if you ever made okay computer into a player character in a game somewhere you think you could do that or would you be happier if okay computer was just a background character in Uh, a bunch of other people's games well i would still like her to be like an npc and stuff but i think it would be fun for her to be one of like my characters like Mm. to be one of my mains now okay (laughs) all right pretty cool so yeah, as now is the part of the show called Final Thoughts. So we basically just like to check in with our guests and see how they like their experience on the podcast. Do you think your uncle is pretty silly for doing this thing or do you think it's pretty fun? No, I think it's fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I know over the years you've had a chance to listen to a couple of episodes and I don't know whether or not like you understood or like cared what was going on. But do you think now that you've been on an episode that maybe you'll convince your mom and dad to like let you listen to more episodes. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And it's always nice to have family on the podcast. I had my cousin Seth on the podcast way long time ago, and uh, I know he's due to come back on for another episode, but it's nice to have family on and, and give them a chance to shine as well and get to make characters and have fun in that way. Obviously, you are young and you got a life full of promise and privacy and all that stuff. So I'm not going to force you to to share anything, but certainly if there are any passions or causes that you care about, or if there's some general piece of advice, or if there's something that you want to say out there to be encouraging to people, what would you like people to know before we end the podcast episode? um, Main thing I would say is just always be happy and don't let people, like, don't care what people think. They say negative things about you. Okay. And and are there any causes or or passions that you care about that you think other people should care about too? Like charities or organizations or stuff like that? Mm, Like animals, like animal charities. Animal charities? Yeah. Okay. So everyone now is obligated to go find the nearest animal charity in their local area and make a donation on behalf of my niece, Lexi. Yes. And then you can tag the podcast on social media and let us know how you're helping out in your local area to help out all those little animals. Yep. Okay, well, Lexi, thank you so much for being on an episode of my podcast and can't wait to play some more D&D with you and to make even more NPCs. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and SideQuests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. 
If you don't like using podcast apps and services, I'm proud to announce that I'm in the process of uploading the podcast to our very own dedicated YouTube channel, which you can find by searching for Sidekicks and Sidequests. All future episodes should automatically publish to our YouTube channel. Visit our website, SidekicksAndSideQuests.com, for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the show and the guests who have been on it. To stay up-to-date and interact via social media, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and the corresponding threads, Twitter, now rebranded X, and Reddit by searching for SideKQ Podcast. You can now also find a very tiny community on Discord as well. I would love to talk D&D and showcase your fan art, stories of how you used our NPCs, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, simply send me an email at sidekicksandsidequests at gmail.com. To help this show be the resource it's meant to be, I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes, five stars if you please, to help spread the word and share our podcast with your friends and family. Whether you're a veteran player or an aspiring dungeon master, there's something here for everyone, and I want to hear about it. As mentioned in the NPC creation section of the show, I do in fact have a Patreon for the podcast. If you love this podcast and you want to help support us and take our show to the next level, I would appreciate it if you would go to patreon.com forward slash sidekicks and sidequests. No matter your lifestyle expenses, we have wonderful rewards at every level of Patreon membership tier. Modest, comfortable, wealthy, and aristocratic accommodations await, and we welcome all patrons to the Levitating Platter. Seriously, your financial support allows for this passion project to continue to invest in itself through the tools that will take our production to the next level, as well as provide more content for our patrons and the community at large. Please consider supporting me on Patreon if you can. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four!